0: Are listening to the episode 11 of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Belay, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. Are you at a point in life where you are looking for more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money and lead the movement to change the world? Let's have a chat. Go to www.francinebelei.com podcast That f-r-e-n-c-i-n-e b-e-l-e-y-i dot com slash podcast and click on request a call button for more information. Today I have the Great pleasure to discuss with Nadia Mensan Akoni. Uh, she is a co-founder and COO of Acosphere, journalist and columnist for Forbes Africa. She edits the annual list of the hundred most influential women in Africa. Nadia is passionate about gender matters and sits on the advisory council of the Women in Africa Initiative. In our conversation, Nadia shares why she decided to leave her job in the realm of power to co-create the consulting firm Acosphere with her husband and she offers some really great insight on how to make it work when working in couple. You will also hear some fascinating details. So this is the first time that I'm interviewing a couple, husband and wife, and it was great to hear their take on meaningful work, meaningful life, but separately. So in the next episode, you will hear my insightful conversation with the husband, Gilles Amadou Akonyi. So now, Nadia shares also how she finally took the time to discover who she was at 50. How her childhood exposed her to different cultures and enabled her to speak nine languages, and how to transform a tough situation into an opportunity. So, she also tells me why we should always listen to ourselves, but most importantly, love ourselves. Nadia believes that we need to dream there and be resilient in life. She wants to be remembered as a catalyst the person who helps you discover who you are. So you will find this open and honest conversation very stimulating as Nadia shares great insights and practical tips to live a meaningful life. Now let's dive in. Hi Nadia, thank you for being on the show today. Hello
1: Francine, thank you for inviting me on your show.
0: Great, I'm very excited to have you on the show, and especially we're going to also hear about your husband, Gilles, in a moment. Um, so we'll start with you, Nadia. So, you are a co founder of Acosphere at the moment, but I know that you do quite a lot of things. Can you please share with our listeners what you are up to? Sure. So, first of all, I'm Nadia Mansa Akonyi. Mm-hmm. As you
1: said, I'm the co-founder and COO of Acosphere, which is a consulting firm, London-based. We do three things. We do business advisory, interim management, and transformational trainings. And that's very exciting. We'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. I'm also a journalist, and I write a monthly column for Forbes Afrique in French, mm-hmm. And I edit a list of the 100 most influential women in Africa. It's an annual list, also for Forbes Afrique. I am passionate about contemporary African art, or African art in general, as a matter of fact. So I sit on the board of the Africa Center, and I'm also a gender matters um, how can I say, passionate about gender matters. And so I'm also on the Advisory Council of the Women in Africa Initiative and so, yeah, that keeps me quite busy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm excited that you'll find some time to be on the show today because I know how busy you are. You are and traveling also around Africa to do a lot of uh, different trainings and things like that. So um, can you tell me, uh, first of all, about, you know, the uh, Africa, um, you know, for Africa uh, and the women uh, listed that to publish? How did you come to do this?
1: Well, this was a combination of two things. Forbes Afrique, um, as every Forbes magazine, publishes lists of, you know, richest people, the 30 youngest people, um, you know, high achieving, um, the list of the 40 on the 40s. There's all sorts of lists. And so they asked me if I would agree to put together a list of the most powerful women in Africa. And um, because I am so interested in gender matters, I took the challenge and I came up with not 25 or 50, as was suggested, but 100. (laughs) 100 women from all over the continent every year. Um, And the list is about the most inspirational, influential women rather than the most powerful because among those women you will find you know women who are heads of states so they are powerful you will find women who are very rich because they are you know business women you will find women who are activists you will find sports women arts women media women scientists and so the word influential was more important for me because it's all about how much impact they make on people's lives in Africa mm. on the image of the continent about the business on the continent you know we have women in finance for example so yeah it's quite an, an interesting list and we've already had four editions or working on the fifth one and i have to say the more i work on it the more women I discover doing absolutely amazing things in Africa, so it's it's an absolute pleasure for me and a learning journey that I I really love.
0: Yeah, that think I think that's brilliant what you're doing, and uh, this is actually how I discovered you. Actually, uh, you know, in this list, and uh, after you know we met in different places, but yeah, that that is uh, you know uh, 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 you know I think. A great thing that we are now seeing more women also coming out on the forefront so and giving them the platform. Some some of them obviously, as you say, are already well known, but other people are just known because you are listing them also in these on this, um, a magazine. And then it gives them also another platform that they might not have. Uh, and I think that is very important to, you know, be visible in this age. Uh, this is one of my passion as well, to really feature people to become visible to other people who don't know them. They might be visible in some other, you know, territories, but, you know, there might be other territories that actually don't know actually who they are. And I think it's very, um, Important today that we actually uh, share our stories and people hear what you have to, we have to offer as well. So tell me, um, uh, uh, Nadia. So you also, um, you know, have um, you know before you started uh, Acosphere, this consulting platform, what was your background? What were you doing before that?
1: I'm originally a sociologist. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a specialist in political science. I have a a master's in sociology, a master's in political science with a focus on developing countries. I'm a communications specialist and a journalist. So in another life, I worked um, as a consultant for several UN agencies, Uh, you know, looking at their projects and, 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 and studying the impact of those projects on uh, populations. I also worked as a journalist in Paris. I worked in PR as well. And then um, I, was, I started the communications um, department at the BCAO, BCAO is the central bank, Mm-hmm. For West African countries. It is the central bank that um, looks after the common currency for eight countries, the CFA franc for eight countries. So I was working on their communications, both internal and external. Uh, the central bank at the time had 24 locations, 7,000 employees. So it was quite an interesting job.
0: Mm. So why have you decided now to leave this kind of environment to start your own thing <laughs> and do what you are doing today? Oh,
1: it's a long story. I, I left that job because I got married and my husband was living in Egypt and I was living in Senegal. And at some point it became a bit complicated. So I thought it would be easier to resign and move rather than, you know, live
0: on airplanes. hmm and uh so how now um so and then yes. so yeah but so so you resigned of course and then how do you end up working together
1: okay that story is an interesting one so after i had my two children so a few years after i had uh, resigned and joined my husband i started first a company in design um So selling, because that's one of my passions as well, is interior decoration. So I started a company selling um, objects for the house, for your home, made in Africa, but high-end objects. Mm. And um, so I ran that company for a while. And in the meantime, my husband, who was having a perfect corporate life, which he will talk to you about, uh, decided to start his own company and asked me to join. (laughs) And so we co-founded Acosphere in 2005 and went on this incredible journey together
0: until now. Did you hesitate before you said yes? I actually said no. Uh-huh. I
1: actually said no because I said, uh, you know, I said, I can't work with you. You're too demanding. <laughs> and if I work with you, you know, this will break our marriage. And he said, well, why don't we give it a try? Mm-hmm. And we gave it a try. And, you know, the try went on and on and on. And that's been ever since.
0: Yeah. And it works. Yeah. So what do you find the most um you know let let's start with the positive first what do you find the most fulfilling working with your husband
1: it's working it, it's it's having the same project
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we we have it's like a third baby <laughs> we have a common project we know that we're gonna make it work we give our inputs and we don't always have the same ideas or the same opinions but they're complementary mm-hmm. and uh, we get to work together so we spend time together we sometimes we travel together but at the same time we have the freedom of not doing everything together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it's very it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the challenge? I'm sure that there is a challenge somewhere.
1: (laughs) Yes, the challenge is putting boundaries between work and private life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes we just decide that now is our time and we're going to stop talking about work and we're going to stop looking at our emails. Um, We do take holidays without children with our family and try to just chill mm. <laughs>
0: it's the best way to do it yeah yeah And no, I find that fascinating because you know working together can be as you say very fulfilling um you know when you find your place when each of you find your place and as you say one of the most um the I'll say recipe to your success is also giving yourself space and not, you know, make, making sure that you set some boundaries and then, you know, you, you can do things on your own and together as well.
1: Yes. It's very important to do things on your own. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) What kind of things do you do on your own that you don't want him to be doing with you?
1: Spend time with my friends, Mm -hmm. Um, read books, go for a walk,
0: All sorts of things. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So tell me now, let's talk about meaningful work, meaningful life. So what is your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life?
1: Well, to me, meaningful work is when what you do every day has a positive impact on other people's lives. And I guess a meaningful life for me, would be that I would have left, you know, when all things come to an end, I would leave a positive legacy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something, you know, something to be remembered. That would be a meaningful life.
0: Yeah, like what? What do exactly are you passionate about and would you really most... um Importantly, want people to know you about?
1: Well, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but I guess the common thread to all of these things is I would say that I I, I impact people's lives in a in a way that is very very particular. I think I'm a catalyst.
0: Mm.
1: I think I help people bring forward.
0: The best in themselves mm-hmm. yeah that's that's awesome so when did you realize who you are if you have ever realized that yet because when I ask this question to people you know there's always a pause so when did you realize who you are and what you are meant to do in life
1: I I would say around age 50 mm. around a- age 51 five no five, five zero, zero. Five zero, I How? think when I hit the five- zero, um, I took time to think about who I am. Mm-hmm. That's something we never do. We, we're in a rat race and we never stop. Yeah. And I took time to think about who I am, mm. what I've done until then, what I like, what I want to do. And at that point, I realized that there was a common thread to everything I do. And that common thread is I love people. Mm. And everything I do is about making other people's lives better, understanding people. Mm. And so it became very clear to me. Wow.
0: I think that is important for people to know that 50, you know, being 50 is not late to really discover who you are. And, you know, it doesn't really matter when you discover who you are. The great feeling is to discover that someday. Uh, How long ago was that? That uh, 50 uh, year mark? That was, a little, well, five years ago. Yeah, wow. That is inspiring and encouraging, I think, um, for people to know that, you know, hey, 50 is still possible to discover who you are because, yes, that that's, and the feeling is really great when you finally get it and you see the thread, as you say. And you can go back and say, oh well, yes, this is why I was doing this. So that's very important. Um, can you tell me one of your toughest moments, for example, that you had in your life that ended up to be a blessing in disguise?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's when I resigned from mm-hmm. my job at the BCO. Mm-hmm. It was a it was an interesting job. It was, you know, I was in the realm of power. Um, I had an overview of a lot of things, and I I loved it. So making the decision to resign from that job when I had projected myself in it Mm. was not an easy decision, particularly because I wasn't going to another job. I was just leaving that job to become a housewife for a while, Mm. at least, but I didn't know for how long. In a different country, etc. So yeah, that was probably the
0: toughest decision.
1: But looking back, it was the best decision I made. Mm,
0: Yeah. We wish that we knew when we are doing some tough decision, or you know, there is a tough moment in our life that this will end up to become, you know, one of the best moments, actually, or the defining moments, actually. So
1: I believe that we should. Uh, always think that when there is a a decision to be made, we should not fear Mm -hmm. because fear keeps us from taking the leap. And most of the time there are better things waiting for us on the
0: other side. That's very powerful what you say. I think that, yes, that's one of the profound things, you know, most of the time. But as you say, fear prevents us not to leap forward and to hang on to the past, you know, and clinging on to it and not going or, you know, having that leap uh, and, you know, meet our future or, or our, you know, the next step that is uh, in front of us. Yeah, that's great. Um, So when you look back at your childhood, how has it prepared you to be who you are today?
1: I guess I've had a blessed childhood. I have two very loving parents and they're very inspiring, both of them. My mother was a teacher and she gave up her uh, career to look after us. My father was a, A very well, he's been minister twice, he's been a very senior UN executive. So we traveled around the world, Mm. kept moving from one place (laughs) to the other. And I think that also gave us an open mindedness, um, you know, meeting people from everywhere. So for me, people are people, they're not strangers, they're not a threat. Uh, I was exposed very young to different cultures, and I think that has helped me quite a lot. It has also made me learn many languages. I do speak nine languages. No, my gosh.
0: I don't know how you do this thing. (laughs) Yeah, my gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just picked them up as we moved. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to add some more.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, certainly. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm already learning one more. What? Which one are you learning now? Portuguese. Oh, wow. My gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So actually, I was going to ask you something, but I think that might be one of that. What is your superpower? Empathy. Ah, not even languages. So tell me more about this empathy. Empathy, because
1: I, I, I guess I naturally listen to people. And I naturally feel the the urge to help to understand first mm-hmm. and um I think I've always been like that, so I guess that is my superpower. Mm. There is something about it I find that I can listen to people, I can understand what's going on, and I can advise yeah
0: yeah and not judge what is going on but you know yeah um yeah that's great so um how if some people are already uh, at the moment in a mundane job or are doing something that they are not finding very meaningful what kind of um ways can they think of to have more meaning in whatever they are doing now they well first you have
1: to dream you <laughs> never stop dreaming hmm. Because if you don't dream, you won't find anything meaningful to do. So dream and dare. Mm-hmm. Once you've dreamt, you need to dare, you need to overcome the fear mm-hmm. and dare do something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to quit your mundane job, mm-hmm. but you can start something else. Yeah. You can start making plans, you can... I don't know, you, you can be in a mundane job and dream of becoming an artist. Whatever your call is, you have to dream in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not always going to be easy. It's, sometimes it's a bumpy road, mm. but you have to be resilient. Any, anything meaningful in life needs resilience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. So yeah,
0: dream, dare, and be resilient. That's my advice. Yeah, I think that's, that's great, actually. So, and, you know, on this uh, subject, uh, now is time to talk about money. Because when you say that, yeah, you don't have to, to, to leave your meaningless job or whatever job mundane that you have at the moment. Uh, but start to dream or, you know, make plans. Um, and on another hand, actually, some people really, really are passionate about what they are doing but they find it difficult to make money out of it or to get paid for it. Can you share your perspective on how to get around this?
1: Well, again, I think you can do something you're passionate about and have a second job that pays the bills for a start. Or you can live in a leaner manner. So if you're really going to go for your passion, you'll have to downscale you know, your, your day-to-day needs. Either way, if you are really doing something you are passionate about and you're really giving it your 300%, there will come a time when it will pay.
0: Mm.
1: But money cannot be your first motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. must be passion first. Because passion is what's going to keep you going, what's going to keep you waking up, and going for it, even in the in the days when you're not getting a single penny coming in. Mm -hmm. Because there will be those days you don't get to do, you know. You anyone you see who is a big success today and is earning money has gone through the bumpy ride at some point.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's the passion that kept them going.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Very wise, very wise perspective here. So now now let's talk about building a movement. So uh, there is always a say that don't start a company, start a movement. Are you creating a movement or starting a company? We started a company almost 14 years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. Today we're starting a movement. (laughs) What I mean by that is we, we first started with a company and that company is called Acosphere. Mm-hmm. And within that company, because we have a very specific philosophy, we are starting a movement because our clients like what we do, they like the way we think, and they follow us. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a lot of transformational training And within that transformational training, we are helping people to develop. And so they like that, they like the way we do it. They like, I guess it's our state
0: of mind. Mm
1: -hmm. And so they, yeah, they follow us and now it is a movement
0: yeah so I know that one of the key training also that you're doing is like helping people um uh to do the public speaking. Can you tell us a little bit more about that how what you're doing with that
1: It's an experience mm-hmm. i don't call it a training anymore it's an experience. People come for a three day training and it's total immersion and we use different tools we use all the you know the the toolbox of of the most outstanding public speakers we share with with uh, our delegates but we also use neuroscience and MLP, and we use our own personal experience and i think the mix of all of that makes it an extremely powerful training with a promise three days and total transformation mm-hmm. and so far everyone who's come on our course has noticed
0: the full transformation. Mm, yeah. So at the end of the program, you're going to share some uh, of your contact and how people can get in touch and experience this transformation as well. Uh, now, how do you want to be remembered for? As I said earlier, as a catalyst,
1: as the person who helps you discover who you are. hmm when I talk about transformational training, it's not that I'm going to teach you anything that nobody has ever taught you, but I'm going to help you discover what you already know. Mm. I'm going to help you understand who you really are. And so I call myself a catalyst.
0: Mm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, great. Yeah. So if you have to relive your life again, knowing what you know now, what would you do and what will you no longer do?
1: What I would do is definitely study arts and design mm-hmm. because I really love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I wouldn't do, I don't know. Nothing I wouldn't do. Mm. I think everything I've done in my life was there for a purpose. So no, nothing I wouldn't do, but I would add the the, the design studies.
0: Mm. Why why the design study? What does that bring to you?
1: Because I've always loved it and um, I have a lot of ideas and it might help me put them in place, but maybe I
0: will still do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not an old woman yet. (laughs) <laughs> you are not an old woman at all what do you mean yet <laughs> well, more to come <laughs> of course life starts at 50 you you haven't heard that <laughs> yes,
1: it does. Well, i do i do sing and paint and write so yeah why not
0: oh you sing as well yeah. i didn't know that mm.
1: well, i can design why not
0: yeah that's great is there anything else I didn't ask you that you think that you know um you know will help people to live a more meaningful life and do meaningful work
1: love yourself I think that it's extremely important Mm -hmm. to love yourself look after yourself the way you eat your sleep Read, never stop reading, Mm -hmm. never stop learning, and just be open to, to different things in life, because you might be stuck somewhere with one idea, and not see all the other possibilities. There are so many possibilities. You have to look around you. You have to let yourself be inspired. Everything that is around you, listen to yourself, to your ideas. And yeah, and and read, read a lot. There are also a lot of resources online. There are TED Talks um, and all sorts of um, inspirational books nowadays. Go to a bookshop, walk around, look at different types of books and just see if maybe a word will inspire you. Or the title of a book. Sometimes you just read a book and your life is
0: transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you if there is some resources specifically you're going to share, you can share with uh, our listeners um, to take it further.
1: Well, first of all, you can go on the Acosphere website. That's acosphere. that's A C O S p h e r e dot com mm-hmm. and have a look. Then you can follow us on LinkedIn,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on Facebook. The, we usually share quite a lot of resources and um, and information. Yeah. And then, as I said earlier, there are a lot of TED talks that you can listen to there's one that i really like that's simon sinek mm-hmm. start with why
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i'm sure other people have shared that with you before but
0: it's really important. no i like that myself so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah
1: powerful one. there's um, dean graziosi has re- written quite a good book as well called what um I'm struggling to remember the title, but it's about self-development. Okay. So I think self-development books are really good. Tony Robbins is another very inspirational one. I, for one, have taken his course. Yep. The the guru of the gurus.
0: (laughs) Yes, but he does achieve real transformation. Yeah. Totally, the guru in the positive way actually because yeah. you know yeah he has achieved quite a lot and has transformed um yes you know life of peoples yeah
1: and then there's brendan burchard
0: mm-hmm. yep as well life's yep.
1: golden ticket was a very good one for me to read as well which one life's golden ticket yeah
0: mm-hmm. yep i read it too Mm-hmm. that's good yep Great resources. Thank you very much. So is there any way, so the best way people can get in touch with you is via LinkedIn or do you have an email address or something that people can um, contact you directly?
1: I would advise LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn is the best way to join you, you.
1: I look at my LinkedIn every day. I respond.
0: So I think it's the best way. Great. It was a great pleasure to talk to you, Nadia, and yes. I will speak to your husband very soon.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Francine, for
0: the opportunity. It was really a pleasure. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebeley.com slash podcast. That's f r e n c i n e b-e-l-e-y-i.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared by Nadia. Whilst you are there, leave a message in the comment section to let me know about your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on iTunes spotify stitcher or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review it will take you a minute but it will mean a lot to me and help me know that it is serving people out there see you next week for a brand new episode until then drink act and make an impact lots of love